Greetings, family. This is Delisha Artis, and I am your host of the Wealthy Crown Podcast. The Wealthy Crown is where we empower believers and kingdom entrepreneurs on how to become better financial stewards by applying both godly wisdom as well as practical money strategies. So get ready to position yourself for financial breakthrough and abundance by the supernatural power of God. And may your hands never lack what's in your heart to do for the kingdom of God. Hey, Wealthy Crown family, welcome back to this week's episode of the Wealthy Crown podcast. We are honored about your presence again here with us this week. So as you can already see, we are talking about just the importance of financial stewardship. Why is it so important for believers and kingdom entrepreneurs to manage their finances in a way that brings glory and honor to God? Now, this is something that the Holy Spirit has placed upon my heart because I know it's on his heart. And as we begin to round out this year of 2022 and we are embarking on a new year, I think it's so important that we have the correct understanding, the right mindset, and and know that the way we handle our finances is important. It matters not only to our lives, but to the kingdom of God. You're going to be able to see that as we share on today. So when we as believers and kingdom entrepreneurs, when we don't manage our finances well, when we don't handle our money in a way that brings glory and honor to God, we are considered what the word says unfaithful. And when I begin to look at the definition of unfaithful, of course, it also means disloyal. So when you are qualified as being unfaithful, that means disloyal. And when I looked at the definitions of unfaithful, one thing that I constantly I was seeing is that it related faithfulness to a relationship. I always saw the word of partnership and one to another. And if one person and if the other person. So again, when we don't manage our finances well, according to the word of God, then we are considered unfaithful. We are considered disloyal. And that means that that causes us to be disloyal in the sense of our relationship with God. When you look at the definition of faithful, it means devoted. It means loyal. It means trustworthy. I want you to notice that these are all relationship words. And what I took from this, and I'm going to give you scripture so that you know it's backing me up. Money can serve as a relationship builder in our relationship with God. Or it can serve as a relationship destroyer in our relationship with God. When you look at Matthew 6, 24, and you look at the Amplified Bible, it says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon, money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever is valued more than God. And I know you're listening to me on today and you say, Minister Artist, no way. I love the Lord. I serve the Lord. I'm sold out for him. I'm committed to him. I am loyal to him. There is no way. But I want to show you just how much finances, when we don't manage them properly, and I want you to understand on today, Minister Artist is not telling you to live a broke down life for Jesus. No, 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 no. I need you to be a millionaire. I need you to be a a billionaire. I need you to walk in wealth. I need you to walk in prosperity because it impacts the kingdom when you don't. 
But one thing that the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, Delisha, as I began to uh, study this out, he says, Delisha, what happens when you are experiencing lack in your finances? What happens when you have a need, whether that is the mortgage or the rent or the car payment or something unexpected happens? What are you constantly thinking about in those situations? I said money. So what he's saying in those moments is that it takes our focus away. When we're in situations where we're in too much debt, or maybe we've got the house, got the car, got certain things that are truly meant to be a blessing in our lives, but we can turn that blessing into something that wreaks havoc upon our lives when we get it out of season. This is why so much when we teach you here about financial stewardship at the Wealthy Crown, it's more about relationship. Or you're going to hear me talk about the Holy Spirit so much because it's really about the heart. And so what happens is we have divided devotion and divided focus because we're constantly thinking, oh, I need that bonus or I need this or I need that. Why? So I can pay this bill so I can do this so I can do this for this financial emergency. So it takes our attention. It takes our devotion. My apostle says this all the time. You can't serve God and money, but you can serve God with your money. Matthew 6, 21 says that where your treasure is, your heart will be there also. You guys, God is not concerned about our money in terms of him needing it. God wants our hearts and he understands that wherever we put our money, wherever we put our attention to, it's going to really steal our devotion and our commitment to him. So this is why we must make sure that we are being faithful, that we're not being considered unfaithful by the way we manage our finances. So the second thing that the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me, he said, when you are unfaithful in your finances, meaning not managing them well, it disqualifies you for more. If you look at Luke 19, and we teach this in our financial workshop, if you have not attended, you're a believer, kingdom entrepreneur, whoever, no matter who you are, you need to be in the room. Luke 19, it talks about the master and his servants. And this is a scripture that convicted me so bad. I mean, I was crying so bad in repentance. What you see in that scripture, that the master came, he gave each servant money. Then the master came back to see what they had done with what he had given to them. That was the first area of conviction for me. When I realized, wait a minute, God is going to ask me about my finances. He is going to ask me how I manage and how I handled every dollar, every dime that I had put in, that he had put into my hand. And up until that point, I wasn't passing those tests. Okay. And so what he began to show me is that Hosea 4 and 6 declares that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And unfortunately, you guys, this scripture really reflected my life for so many years. I mean, I was literally held captive because of my finances. Until one day, Holy Spirit revealed to me that my financial lack was not a reflection of his supply. It was simply a reflection of my lack of wisdom. This is why we are so passionate about empowering believers and kingdom entrepreneurs as it relates to their financial knowledge. So we're going to host every month a virtual financial workshop called 
how to honor God with your finances. Now, in this three-hour virtual workshop, we're going to be dealing with money mindset, how to develop your money mindset, and the importance of having one. We're also going to deal with the spiritual principle of honor, putting God first. How do you do that practically? And what are the benefits of doing so? And lastly, we're going to be teaching every attendee how to create their very own money plan. I'm asked that all the time. How do I get better at managing my finances? So we want to invite you to join us if you are ready to go to the next level in your finances. We want you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pen, and paper and join us. Each attendee will get access to a um, workbook as well as money plan worksheets and a debt payoff worksheet. So go ahead, click the link in today's show notes and join us for this month's session. Then the Bible declares that after he came back to see what the servants did with what he gave to them, he began to promote them. He began to increase them. And he gave the first servant who did well something. He gave the second servant who did well something. But the third servant who did nothing with what they had, he began to basically rebuke them and took what that servant had and gave it to the one who had the most out of all of them. And one thing that I love about the story is that it shows that he promoted them. Not only did they get to keep the increase that they began to work and produce, but he gave them, the Bible says, authority. He said, now I'm going to put you over cities. You guys, that's spiritual authority. As believers and kingdom entrepreneurs, one of our greatest desires, it should be if it's not, to be anointed, right? To carry God's anointed, to carry God's power, to carry his presence. But the money area and how we manage finances, that's an area that God tests us in before he can give us spiritual authority. And what I love also about this teaching is that he never took the increase away. The third servant who was lazy and didn't do anything, he said, listen, I know who you are as a master. He says, you reap where you didn't sow. Basically, he was scared to do something with what he had because he thought he was going to lose it. Well, he ended up losing it anyway. Because what happens in the kingdom of God is that when you prove yourself to be faithful, then God will entrust to you more. Why? Because you're doing so well. I want more of what you're doing. In my finances, in your finances, we have to look and say, wait a minute. Well, God want me to do more of what I'm already doing. And that can disqualify us from walking in more. And you may say, Minister Artist, no, no, no. If I had more, I would do more. I used to think the same thing. But let me ask you this on today. When you receive money, when you receive your paycheck, when you receive a lump sum of money, what is one of the first things you do with your income? What's the first thing you think about? Is it the tithe? Is it giving? Is it sewing? Is it paying the bills? What is it going out to eat? Whatever, shopping? Better yet, look at the last 90 days of your finances. Do a 90-day financial review. Where did most of the money go? Well, that's going to show you what you're going to do more of. Now, you could say I would give more and I would sow more and I would help others, but your track record as it stands today it's really going to reveal what you're going to do more of. You have to ask yourself, can God really promote this? 
And some women are saying, well, Minister Artist, there are people out there in the world who are not even thinking about Jesus. And I am, and they're prospering. Well, the Bible declares that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and it adds no sorrow. So we can always get the house, we can get the car, we can get all the things. But there's sorrow, there's headache, there's pain, there's issues. You can have the house but not have a good relationship with your parents. You can have the car and not have a great relationship with your children. No, God wants us to live the abundant life. And that means we're prosperous and doing well in our finances, in our relationships, in our businesses, in our careers. God will give you more when he can trust you with more. For years, I thought that if I just made more money, then all my money issues would be solved. I would think if I get the bonus, if I get the raise, if I get the increase, if I get the tax return, then all of my money problems will go away. But the thing is, once I got the bonus, once I got the increase, because my money mindset was still the same, a week later, a month later, even six months later, I was still back in the paycheck to paycheck living cycle. This is why on January 2nd through January 6th, we are hosting a five-day money mindset challenge. We're going to be going live on Instagram and on YouTube every night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we help you reset your mind to reach your financial goals in 2023. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at The Wealthy Crown and make sure you are subscribed. Hit the notification bell on YouTube at The Wealthy Crown's YouTube channel. We're going to go live each night to encourage you, to help you renew your mind because that's going to determine what you're going to be able to do with the increase, with the bonus, and with the promotion that God has ordained for your life. The next thing, and I have one other thing that I'll share on today. He said, unfaithfulness hinders us from experiencing the abundant life. John 10 and 10, it declares that Jesus came so that we can live life abundantly and live that life, another translation, to the full, to overflowing. So Jesus came so that we can live an abundant and prosperous life. The Bible talks about him becoming poor so that we might take up and be rich. That means whole, prosperous in every area, not just finances. When you look at the definition of hinders, that means create difficulties for someone or something resulting in delay or obstruction prevents passage or progress. When we are unfaithful, when we don't manage our finances well, according to the word of God, according to God's way, it creates difficulties. It results in delays of us experiencing this abundant life. And one of the main things that I saw in my life, and this is something that I know that flows out of this ministry freely and it's not because it's me. It's because of Holy Spirit. It's because of his presence. What is the one of the main things and the giftings that flows out of this ministry is the spirit of wisdom. When we lack wisdom, when we make financial decisions outside of wisdom, when we don't discern the seasons that we're in and we purchase things and we sign up for things and we co-sign for things, then it hinders our progresses in our finances. How many of us will have more? And that's what I begin to look at my finances. If I didn't have this car payment, if I didn't have this credit card statement, you know, or credit card bill, actually that's the $500 that I could be given towards the church building fund. 
Or that's the $500 I could be sewing into, I don't know, my family. Sewing into that stranger, helping someone with their rent. God has a plan for us to live the abundant life. It's there, it's available. But if we don't lack, if we don't apply wisdom, God has a plan for our lives to live an abundant life. This is why Jesus came. This is why he shed his blood. But what can hinder or stop us from walking in the fullness of God's abundant life that has been ordained for us is the lack of wisdom. You know, I had to renew my mind to a lot of things, you guys. Romans 12 and 2 tells us, be not conformed to this world, but renew your mind. Why? So that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The degree of God's will that I experience in my life is going to be directly related to the renewing of my mind. This is why we teach on money mindset in our financial workshops. It starts in the mind before it even gets to the bank account. One of the things out of the word of God that helped me to renew my mind was Proverbs 21, 20. It says, there is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. That scripture alone lets me know that one, as a believer, kingdom entrepreneur, I'm supposed to walk in wealth. That, that is the name of this, of this ministry, the wealthy crown. Wealth is a crown for the wise. And the Bible declares that the beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord. So when you honor God with your finances, when you put him first, and when you handle your money according to his ways, guess what? Wealth is going to be something that is just placed on your life. It's going to be a crown. God is going to release wealth and increase into your hands because of the wisdom. Because you're doing it his way. And then also it says, but a foolish man spendeth it up. That let me know as a believer, as a kingdom entrepreneur, that saving is not an option. Saving is something that I should automatically do. Just like returning the tithe. Just like giving. Saving is not an option. It has to become a priority in my life. So see how that minds. So now, because of that mindset shift, because of now I saw that in the word of God, guess what? Now when I do my money plan, yes, I'm tithing. If I'm going to give any offering, if he tells me to sow, we're going to do that. But I'm also making sure that I am saving before I do anything else. Now, if you're in a place where I was, where I couldn't even think about saving because I had too many financial obligations, that's a different story, right? There's a different strategy for doing that. And that's what you call financial breakthrough. But if you're not in that place where you do have enough, then saving has to become a priority. That is one of God's ways of handling finances. And then the last thing that he spoke to me, he said, unfaithfulness can hinder salvation. The goal is souls. The goal is souls. As believers, kingdom entrepreneurs, we got to remember that. It's not the money. It's not the fame. It's not the platform. It's not the wealth. It's not the assignments. It's not the vacations. It's not the influence. Those are things that we use as tools, just like money, to bring people to Jesus. I believe as believers and as kingdom entrepreneurs that we carry the financial responsibility to make sure that the gospel is preached all over the world. You and I both know that ministry is not free. When I attend my local ministry, there's a light bill, there's a water bill, 
If the building is not paid off, guess what? There's a mortgage that has to be paid. And God absolutely is going to take care of his house. It's not going to lack. But God is depending on us. Because God will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. God works through men. He works through us. And the ultimate goal is souls. So the gospel has to be preached all over the world. I know that my apostle has a global mandate upon his life. And I know in this season, a part of my assignment is to raise up check writers. People who the ministry will look to and say, hey, we're supposed to go into this area. They don't know about Jesus. And we're supposed to hold a 10-week revival. And it's going to cost us $200,000. You're one of the ones that they call in the room so you can write $20,000 check. And it not impact your life. There were often times... When there was an opportunity to give and sow in the ministry, I would say, I just don't have it, God. And what God said to me, he said, when you say that to me, I just don't have it. He says, I'm saying to you, well, what did you do with it? Because I gave it to you. This is why financial stewardship is so important. When he blesses us with the job, with the business, with the increase. His work, the kingdom work. And we all love God, so we understand this. It's got to be done. And it takes finances. One of the favorite scriptures that we quote all the time was Philippians 4.19. And it says, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That is the word of God. But if you read up, you'll realize that Paul was speaking to the Philippians because they were ones who supported his ministry financially. I don't know about you, but I don't want my man and woman of God being concerned about how the bills are going to get paid. Don't get me wrong. Whether I participate or not, it's going to get done. God's house is going to stand. But we must know, again, why is financial stewardship so important to us? This is why. I need my man and woman of God in prayer. I need them fasting. I need them focused on the word of God. Why? So when they pull, then they stand in that pulpit, the Holy Spirit will speak a word through them that I need for my season. So that I can walk out my assignment. That was a prayer that Paul prayed for them because he said they communicated with him. If you look at Philippians 4.15, it says, Now ye Philippians, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only there's another scripture in Acts where the apostles told them, listen, we can't get caught up on all this other stuff of feeding the, the, um, those that are hungry and those that are homeless. We got to turn our attention to the word of God. I know for a fact that God wants to get wealth and increase into our hands so that we can make sure that the gospel is heard all over the world so that souls can be saved. He doesn't want any to be lost. Which is why he sent Jesus. You guys, I want you to really reflect on what the Holy Spirit has spoken to us. This is why financial stewardship is so important. You're going to have your house. You're going to have your car. You're going to walk in increase. You're going to walk in promotion. That is God's covenant promise. But we must understand when God releases those things into our hands, he expects us to manage it in a way that brings glory and honor to his name. We love you guys, and we'll talk again next week.